I know this can change people's lives, which is why I'm so passionate about it. Excellent. I love your, your facial expression when you read this. There was a lot of joy. Like you really very, very pleased with this particular result for this, you know, hypothetical client. Yeah, for sure. I want to equip people with the knowledge of you're not broken. Hello, my fellow humans, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy Human podcast. I'm your host, Paul Levitin, and every week I bring you discussions on topics to help you build a healthy mind, a happy body, and hopefully become an all-around better human. Because a rising tide raises all ships, and better humans make a better humanity. Remember, we're all in this together. If you want to keep on this journey with me, you can subscribe to the Healthy Happy Newsletter, a weekly Friday email where I send out tips and tidbits of the things that I've been learning about and powerful quotes and just general helpful resources that I think will help you on your journey. It's completely free and the link to register is in the show notes. If while you're listening today, you are enjoying what you hear, take a second and snap a quick screenshot and upload it to Instagram and tag me at Paul Levitin so I can share in your enthusiasm and repost it to my audience. It really makes my day to see these. And if you get value from today's show, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family member so that they can get some value along with you. And with that, it's time to start today's episode. Let's go and let's grow. Today, I have a very special surprise for you. Rather than the usual guest conversations where I bring on an expert to talk about a specific topic on the show, on today's episode, I am personally actually the one being interviewed. I was recently a guest on the Make Your Course Great podcast hosted by Kate Nash. And Kate is an expert in marketing and course creation. And on her show, she interviews coaches and course creators. So she had me come on to talk about my new course, Quit Quitting, The Proven System to Building Your Purposeful, Passionate Life. In the episode, Kate helps me break down my course and understand who needs it and how I can best serve my clients and the world. I think this is a great peek behind the curtain to get to see a little bit about what goes on in my head and what I'm up to. This was recorded a few weeks ago, and I've actually already launched the first iteration of the course, which you'll hear Kate give me advice about, and it's going amazingly, and the participants are getting so much value out of it. I think the episode will be extremely valuable for you because we dig into the logic and the thought processes that I use to help my clients get life-changing results. And make sure you listen to the end, because if you're interested, I've got a very special free bonus for you for anyone who listens all the way through. Hey, welcome to the channel. Today, we have a special interview with Paul, who is a self-confidence and happiness coach. He coaches happy, healthy humans. In this particular interview, we're going to talk a little bit about the course he wants to create. And in his course, we're going to dive and refine into defining your avatar. Now, there's a few challenges around this because his avatar is a little bit different, and you'll learn more about that in this interview. Paul, are you ready to dive into this? I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about this program that you want to create. The program is called Quit Quitting. I am a coach. I help people with personal development, health, wellness, happiness, all the things. And the, the concept is that there are certain human tendencies that I found that lead to self-sabotage and that lead us to quit on our dreams, our goals, our aspirations, and that quite often people think what they need is the best strategy to build. But what most people 
lack is the fact that you can have the best strategy, but if you're continually self-sabotaging and giving up, that you're never going to get there. So my concept is that rather than giving you the ideal strategy to build whatever your thing is, that I equip you with the tools to power through and persevere, be consistent. As we all know, consistency is key, right? Consistency is the name of the game for everything. And if you have that, then you don't quit. And when you don't quit, you find success because those are the only possible two outcomes are giving up or being successful. It's really pretty binary in my mind. Um, so that's my concept and where I'm, I'm trying to go with this. So why is this topic so important to you? Like what, what makes this an emotional choice for you? Yeah, because again, it's, this is just the culmination of everything that I've done. I've been a coach for a long time. I was a fitness coach, nutrition coach, mindset coach, health and wellness, personal development. And, and that was the natural progression for me because it was just like, I'm just going upstream. Right? And the concept of upstreaming is like, let's just go to where the problem is created, right? There, the, the analogy is there's a guy on a bridge and he keeps seeing little, seeing children floating down the river and he keeps jumping in and, and pulling the kids out of the river and jumping in and pulling the kids out of the river. And then finally he stops and his friend is like, let's just go upstream and figure out who's throwing all these kids in the river, right? So it's like, this is me understanding human nature and being like, whatever your thing is, this is the real problem. People think they have a fitness problem. They think they have a relationship problem. They think they have a business problem. They think they have a mindset problem. But in reality, I know from my years of, of work and work on myself and work as a professional that it's self-sabotage that you're going to start because you get your, you're very gung-ho in the beginning. And then a month in, you're going to lose some of that flame. And then you're going to give up and you're going to justify it in your head because you're going to go, well, I just, you know, it just didn't have time or, well, I tried my best or, well, you know, it just didn't work out this time. And, and most people accept that as the just the story that is them. Well, that, that's just how it is. I also know that that doesn't have to be that way. And that again, everyone goes through this. And my struggle is that because it's so broad and vague, like this, to me, this is the answer to everything. And I know that I know that this for a fact, like I know that the sun is going to set every night, but it's so vague in general. It's just like, yeah, just do this and be better at being human. You live a better life. It's like, well, what the hell does that mean? So, you know, I, I know that this is what, what people need because when I was a, a personal trainer, I could give you handwritten every single step that you need to take along the way. The perfect diet, the perfect workout. And most people, I mean, Google exists, YouTube exists. So clearly people think that it's a lack of information. That is not the case, right? We, we know that, that again, I don't have to get on a call with a business coach like you to know, to do outreach and do this and do like the steps are there. So why are we not taking that? Mm -hmm. that's the question that I want to help people answer. And then when you have that, you can then take that and be successful in whatever area that you, that you want. This is just success in general. If it's fitness, if it's health, if it's nutrition, if it's again, business, if it's relationships, whatever it is, but it's like, wow, this is what I feel is worth talking about to go to your question of what, why I'm emotionally connected. I feel like anything else, we're just beating around the bush. Like, let's talk about the real, the real meat and potatoes here. And that's what this is. I'm getting the sense that you're frustrated because you've seen this happen before with people that maybe you care about. So where have you seen self-sabotage really cost somebody? I mean, I've seen it happen with myself. I've seen it happen with literally every person. Again, hundreds of clients over the years as a personal trainer. I use personal training as an example because it's just very real. Most people understand fitness and this, this doesn't have to do with fitness. But again, someone would come to me as a, pers as a personal trainer and they pay me a bunch of money and they wouldn't do what I'm asking them to do. 
right? And then you see personal trainers who post these before and afters, right? So every, and I had before and afters too. I have amazing transformations from my clients. But what they don't tell you is that those are far and few between, right? Meaning I can give you before and after and before and after of, of amazing transformations from clients, but they're not telling you the other 99 people who didn't get that transformation. Right. So are we saying that those 99 out of 100 are broken? Or are we saying that what we're asking of people is broken because we're ignoring the elephant in the room, which is human nature, right? Which is, again, the same reason why I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on business coaches and not followed through. And that shows how dubious of a problem this is when it's like, I know it's happening and I see it happening and I still can't stop it. So it's like, but I'm probably better off than most people because... You know, that's what I do. Right? But that's what I'm saying. It's not like a one person thing. Like I saw this affect my mom or my sisters. Like it's just everyone. You know, I, I see that anytime someone wants something and doesn't have it, you're the thing holding you back. I'm what's holding me back. I invest in myself. I have business coaches. They go, okay, what's holding you back? Me. Every time it's me. There's no other answer but me. And if I say anything but me, then I'm lying. And then I'm all I'm trying to do is push the blame onto something else. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, that's my fault. So only when I understand that it's my responsibility to change, can I actually change it? And then once it is like, okay, but now what do I do? Because these things are still real. I'm not having time. I mean, it's like, it's, it's real stuff. So it's like, it's so hard of a problem to, to grasp on. And we're not even talking about it. You're saying that people aren't talking about it. So what are people talking about instead? They're like giving all the different strategies. Is that what you're right. saying? You're not addressing yeah, like, the elephant in the room. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, Again, that it's more about strategy, right? It's about having a, a better workout, a better diet, a better business plan, a better this, that, or the other thing. But if that were the case, Google would have solved all the world's problems 20 years ago. Yeah. Google workout, Google nutrition plan, Google business plan. I can go look up Peter Thiel's zero to one. I can go read the best business books in the world that I have. And yet I am not a billionaire for some strange reason. You know, so it's like it, we have this idea of like, we just need more information. I need a better thing, a better mousetrap, whatever it is. But in reality, again, what we're fighting against is not the, the strategy, it's human nature. And human nature is to self-sabotage. It is to hold us back. It is to keep us from doing the things that we need to do to find the successful, happy life that we also eagerly desire and deserve. Tell me the connection between quit quitting and being a self-confidence and happiness coach? They're just two sides of the same coin. And the reason self-confidence and happiness are those are the two things, because that's what people really want, right? People come to me as a fitness coach. Why? Well, I want to lose weight, but why? Oh, so I can be happier. So I can be more self-confident. Why do I want more money? So I can be happier. So I can be more, right? like that is just like the crux of, again, I'm just going upstream. What do we really want here? And then the quick quitting thing is just like, again, it's more about addition by subtraction. Right. It's rather than me giving you more tools, what I'm doing is taking away your excuses. Right. Taking away your reasons to not do the thing. And then all you're left with is the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because everyone had, we have our, we have the thing we want, but we also have our reasons not to do it. Right. I want to be happy and meditate and do all the things, but I also have a life and, and a job and things like that. I want to, again, I want to be a successful business person, but I also, and want to sleep more and and not be and not stay in on a Friday night and work on my business. And so we have, we want the thing, but we also have these conflicting things. So we think the focus needs to be here on what do we want? What do we build? But in reality, it's like, can we, how can we take away those excuses that we know are going to come up? There's no, there's no world where self-sabotage doesn't come in. There's no world where 
building a business, building a healthy relationship, building a healthy body is not hard. So by not confronting these things, you're inherently, again, self-sabotaging. You're setting yourself up for, for failure before you ever start. Like, you don't come, into, come at it with a plan of what am I going to do when this occurs? Because again, it's not an if, it's a when. There's not a question of if it's going to be hard. It's a question of when am I going to want to quit? Maybe it's day one, maybe it's day 100. But at some point, I'm going to get into my head, this was dumb. I shouldn't have done this. This is stupid. Like, I quit. And if we can just get around that, everything else kind of just falls into place. That's my theory, at least. Yeah, I think that that has played out in my life. I'm like 52 now, and I probably haven't had a stage in my life where I haven't had a moment where I wanted to just quit and give up. So sometimes quitting is good. Like you have to take a different direction in your life. For sure. No, there are reasons to quit. I understand that as well. But again, that's a different thing. When you're quitting for the right reason, then that's, that's for sure. But most people are quitting because it's just hard or because they're bored or because they haven't done the thing. If you're quitting under the right circumstances, I'm all, I'm all for that. Absolutely. I'm not quitting on myself. I'm not quitting on my, I'm not quitting on my my goals. Right. I might just be quitting on a one way that didn't work out. Right. Exactly. It didn't serve me. And it's, it's, I tried this, the differentiation for me is again, am I quitting because it's too hard and I just don't want to try anymore or because I've tried and this is legitimately not the best route for me. This is not the place I'm supposed to be. That's a good reason to quit because Again, that's a, another form of self-sabotage going back. Yes. That's a form of self-sabotage where I'm just holding on to something, right? That's the sunk cost fallacy of like, I just can't let it go because I've already been, I've already tried for a year. So I've just got to hold on to it. So that's a different thing. Yeah. But, you know, that's just a different thing than what I'm talking about. No, it's true though. I was thinking about the sunk cost the other day when I was waiting for a train. I'm like, I've already been here five minutes. Why should I turn around? Right. You're like, right. <laughs> 25 minutes away. Okay, so let's go into talking about your particular clients. And I know this is one of the areas where you're talking about it's good for everybody. Right. Makes it sometimes really hard to talk to a specific person. So in your own words, let's talk about what that client is really wanting. So he wrote a letter from his client to himself about why he wants to do this program or she. Okay, so yeah, so this is my me writing exactly as you just said from a client who is it's interested in this in this program and like telling me what or why. So it says, "Dear Paul, I'm writing you because I'm at the end of my rope. I've been trying to make a change in my life for some time now, but I realize that the problem is me. I know that there are things that are important to me, like making more money, being healthy, and finding passion in my life. No matter how many times I set these goals, I find myself month after month, year after year, starting over right back where I was." I realize that I'm my own biggest enemy and that I will never accomplish my goals and create my big life while I am continually getting in my own way. I want to take this course so that I can get out of my cycle of self-sabotage, get clear on my vision, and feel like I can actually achieve the goals that I set out for. So we have some keys in here that we could possibly lean into and clarify and figure out like who your uh, ideal avatar is, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So that's the before state. And it seems like the reason that they're getting into it is because they just keep getting in their own way and they're recognizing that they're the problem. This is super, super good because one of the problems with a lot of transformational type of courses, courses where people are changing their view of themselves or the view of the world or changing their mindset or something like that. A lot of times people aren't ready for that course yet, but you've defined readiness pretty darn well in this particular letter. So that's a very, very key thing. And while you're thinking about your avatar, your avatar may not be like people of a certain age or people coming from a certain thing, but people at a certain level of readiness. So that might be kind of where you're looking for. 
And we kind of want to get an idea of what they're feeling like after your program. So this is a letter, same client, after they finished your program and were successful. Careful. <laughs> All I can say is, wow. I was a bit trepidatious when I first reached out to you about signing up for this course, but I have to say, this is the best money I've ever spent. When I started, I said that I wanted to figure out my purpose and create a plan to make sure that I work towards it and don't give up. The clarity I've gained from this course is off the charts. I no longer feel like I should be doing better with no real sense of what that means. I know exactly what my dream life looks like and I have actionable steps to get me there. I no longer feel like I'm stuck on the hamster wheel of death starting and stopping and getting nowhere. I know what my roadblocks are, when they're likely to pop up, and how to spot them. This means I am much more equipped to deal with the struggles that come along with growth. Excellent. I love your, your facial expression when you read this. There was a lot of joy. Like you really very, very pleased with this particular result for this, you know, hypothetical client. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is what I want. Like, especially like, like even the part where I said, like, this is the best money that I've ever spent, you know, like that's what I, that's how I want people to feel, you know, this is the whole thing about what I do. And like this, I know this can change people's lives, which is why I'm so passionate about it and why I want this to be a big thing. When you think about this course, this, this particular person is incredibly happy and I can see that, but what are they doing that they weren't doing before because before they were setting goals after they're setting goals but they feel like they can accomplish it are they doing anything other than that differently so that's the thing it's it's what are the goals that they're setting right so whatever their thing that they're working towards because again i have some people so i have some people who it is fitness so these are people who are now better they're you know they're going to the gym more consistently they're eating healthier but i have other people who it's more about time management right so they're they're waking up earlier more consistently they are getting to the end of the week with less stuff piling over. So they have more free times on the weekend. So they're, they're just being more productive and, and active with their time. They're being more consistent in their, their day-to-day activities, which is allowing them to feel forward momentum towards their goals with their big goal. That, so we want part of one of the activities that we do is, is, is crafting out like your five-year big vision, right? So what is, what are we actually working towards here? Mm-hmm. What is the reason that we're all in this struggle? You know, so what your five-year big vision is going to be very different than my five-year big vision. But now we take that and we break that down and we make it so how can I know, feel week by week that I'm actually moving towards that big goal? That big five-year goal is so far out there. So like week by week, I can build towards that. But again, that just looks very different for different people. The point is that they're, they know that it's not about just having the big, the big vision. It's not about just having the small goals, it's about having both linked together. So I have the big vision, I have the small goals. I know that I'm also now taking daily and and weekly steps to move myself closer to there. So it's just leaving them with the strategy to create that. And then again, also with what I call my tool belt of like, what are the things that are going to lead to self-sabotage? Because that's the positive, right? So the negative is like the self-sabotage stuff. What is the stuff that's going to get in the way? Because if it was easy as that, that's the strategy, right? But we just said, if strategy was all it was, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. So then we have that and then we we have them, I want them to feel equipped to where it's like, again, in that, on that road, as you said, in 52 years, this happens every time you try something, when that thought comes up of like, whatever it is, whatever the negative thought gremlins are telling you to do, this is stupid. You shouldn't have spent this money. You don't have time for this. You know, are you ever going to finish this? Is this even, is this even worth it? When that stuff comes up that they feel equipped and they go, oh, Paul told me this is going to happen. This is my perfectionism coming in. I'm shooting on myself again, you know, whatever the thing is. And they're able to 
overcome that, that roadblock and stay on the path. There's a concept of, in psychology called learned helplessness, right? And learned helplessness is right. Once you, once you do something and don't get a result enough times, you just stop trying because your brain goes, well, this, this is dumb. Why would I keep trying if I'm not going to get the result? So I feel like a lot of people, they do that because they tried so many times, right? Because I saw this in the gym, people so many times are telling me, right, well, I can't lose weight. I've tried, I've tried every year on January 1st. I say, I'm going to lose weight. And you know, at a certain point, your brain literally will not let you try anymore. It's just like, well, this is a bad deal. So I want to equip people with the knowledge of you're not broken. You can do this. It's just, again, you've been going about it wrong. You've been trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And instead, again, let's, let's break down the, these self-sabotaging limiting beliefs. And then you can feel like you're equipped to actually do it because the first step to doing anything is a belief. You can't, if I believe I'm not going to lose weight, pretty sure I'm not going to lose any weight. If I believe I'm never going to be rich, it's going to be very hard for me to ever be rich because I'm never going to take the actions. I'm never going to do the thing. So like I just equipping them with that belief as airy as that sounds, it solves a lot of problems. I've had people change their entire life because they're just like, oh, I didn't know this was possible. And now I know it's possible. And now what, what, you know, what do you do when something that was once impossible is not possible? Okay. So that, that's good. Um, we have the, 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 what are you going to do? What are you going to feel? What are you going to think as a result of the course? And it sounds like you have that pretty clear. Okay. So you have an idea or, or of what they would say about themselves, you know, once they're successful, but when you're a coach and you're working with somebody, like maybe you've seen somebody who says, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Whatever it is. So over and over again, they feel like they can't do it. But you see something in that person that just makes you go ding, 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 they got it. So they may not even know they got it yet. What is it that you're seeing in somebody that says, okay, there's a glimmer of hope. I see a breakthrough coming. It's really just more so that anyone can do this stuff. There is no one who can't. And then that's a false thing of, of like, oh, what's special about me? That's the whole point. I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. And the fact that I can do it means that anyone can do it because we're all, we all have the same ability. There again, these are the, the things that I talk about, right? So that's exactly what right? we have these stories that will play, right? Of like, oh, well, like, you know, this is for you, Paul, like you, you could do this, but that's not for me. But we have to understand that we, the first step is to be able to even notice that, that that's a thing. Because most people will just have these thoughts and they don't realize that that's a made up thing. There's no law that says I can do it and you can't. There's gravity. That's a thing. There's, you know. The sky is blue. That's a thing. But there's no thing that says like, oh, Paul can do this, but you can't. Like you just made that up. You have that thought and that's fine. But now once we, once we bring that to light, now we can see like, oh, actually, no, there's nothing different between you and I. And now we can handle, now we can live in reality where we can all be successful. So it's just, it's a lot of, of bringing awareness to these type of things that most people, unfortunately, are, are not aware of because of a variety of, of reasons, you know, and it's just, that's the thing. It's like, it's not about Oh, like I have to see something special. Like, oh, like you have the, you know, you have the ability. It's like anyone can do this stuff. My vision is because it, that's the whole point is that this is not like, oh, okay, like you have the good genetics so you can be fit or you have the, you're, you're pretty smart so you can be a successful business person. It's just like, no, you just have to try and like you just have to believe in yourself. And that is the thing that limits more people than anyone else because they have this, this falsehood of like, oh, well, I wasn't born with X, Y, and Z. So I'm not able to do this. And it's just like, oh, this is just human nature. You know, like everything that I do, my, my brand, my thing is, is, you know, happy, healthy human. And human is the last word. And that's why it's not man or entrepreneur or businesswoman or, you know, or mom or just the, the, the cliche niches that people have because I'm just like, this is human stuff. 
And, you know, there's a reason when I talk, people will sit just like you are and kind of nod along and like, yeah, that does make sense. Because yeah. we all feel this at a, at a deep, a deep level. Like you, it's like, you can't think that this isn't true because we, we just know we all have the same human experience. Yeah, I agree with you. This is all true. And it's things that I've seen in my experience too. So the difference is, is like a lot of people can cognitively know that it's true and have a really hard time of overcoming all those programmed beliefs, which is why we have programs like this. So, so, so necessary. What are they going to feel as they're going through your program in order to get to the success part? Because I'm guessing that there's going to be some very uncomfortable parts as they're readjusting their programming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's struggle. It's hard. So, I mean, the whole first like two weeks are me to the, how I started this conversation where I was just like, yeah, it's going to be hard. You know, like that's, I had like, I spend like a, literally an hour just talking about how hard this is going to be because a big reason, again, people quit, right? Quit quitting. Why are you going to quit? Because you have an unrealistic expectation about how easy this is going to be. So I have to, like the whole thing is like, we have to come into this understanding that this is going to be super hard. And then we're going to have to deal with early childhood things that, you know, why are you self-sabotaged? What do you fear about being successful? Right? What, what is it that you know, if, if you were successful, something in your life is going to change. And, you know, that's the reason, you know, for me, it's being successful, right? And so the fact of like, I know that if I reach a certain level in business, that means I'm going to have to hire employees. And that means that I'm going to have to take things a lot more serious. Right now, I'm a solopreneur, right? I can coast. I can I can take off what I want. No, I don't pay anyone's bills or anything like that. So I can, you know, but if I wanted to just go, you know, F off to the Bahamas for a weekend, I can. So if I become more successful and I have a, a thriving company under me, then I wouldn't be able to do that. So that's like a, one of my ceiling beliefs that keeps me stuck. So it's like I, I sabotage myself from making more money because it's like, well, then I would be a real business person and not just like some guy with a hobby, you know? So th and that's hard to say. I, I really know that because I've done a lot of deep, <laughs> a lot of this type of work, you know, that's a hard thing to come to grips with, to come face to face with yourself because it, it means taking ownership of all of your issues and taking ownership of everything, no matter if it is your fault. People can say, I have cancer. That's not my, I didn't, I wouldn't wish for that. And that's hundred percent true. And it's horrible, but we have to take responsibility for it because we don't solve problems that we didn't help create. So until I can take ownership and responsibility, like yeah, I'm not going to do anything. So that's like a really hard, you know, and again, that what that looks like for different people is going to be very different. For some people it's you know, like I have to admit that again, that I'm the one snacking for some people. It's like, I have to admit that I'm the one snoozing my alarm. So there's, there's, you know, and I have processes and, and, you know, little worksheets and things like that. I guide people through these things, but it's getting to that point of ownership of all of our faults and problems and being okay with that. And on being understand that there is going to be a level of feeling called out. Like no one likes to hear that about themselves. No one likes to hear that we're, we're the one causing our own problems. So we have to just kind of accept that that's, that's going to be, there's going to be a, a level of discomfort with all of this. And then another, we talk about environment and things like that. So it's also dealing with the, you know, with that, with your family and stuff like that. You know, and all that there's, you know, there's, there's layers to it, but it's, it's really just like, it's like coming into it with the understanding that there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable things that, that come from this. But the point is you deal with the discomfort now. So that you can have the growth leader. Yeah, I use the analogy of lifting a weight in the gym all the time, right? It's like this is just lifting weights for your your mind and your soul because it's going to be uncomfortable. The first day, if you've never been to a gym and you go to the gym and you lift a bunch of weight, it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. You're going to be so sore the next day you can't walk. But it gets easier. You have to go through that learning curve 
in order for anything good to come of it. You come across as pretty hardcore. Is that what you would expect that you come across that way? I don't know. I would say that I've never used that word or had their word, but it's more like logical. I'm very like straightforward and like want a logical. I like, guess it is like this. So like be like, be like this, but also understand I'm not like when I'm with clients and stuff like that, I am more like analogous and I'm not like going to straight call people out like that. But at a certain point, that is kind of what some people need. When I'm talking to new clients, sometimes that you need a friendly kick in the ass. It's going to be friendly, but like if there was a better way for me to handle all of this stuff and for people to, you know, because I want what I want is what's best for people. I'm not, but I, like, you know, again, even as a personal trainer, people are like, are you going to yell? Or are you going to like, I'm not like that. But there is a level of straightforwardness of like, you came to me for help. I'm offering you help. I can only lead you so far the way before you have to, you know. Oh, that's totally fine. I'm not asking you to apologize for who you are. I think if that's who you are, that's awesome. Just embrace right. it. Yeah, but for sure. That goes to like your your persona. So you talked about it's going to be hard. We talked about um, them being ready for the transformation. They have goals. They want to take control. So instead of like playing the victim, you're going to get out of the victim seat. You're going to take charge of your destiny and you're going to take responsibility. You're going to be accountable for your actions. You're going to show consistency. So these are the types of words that I'm hearing from you. And it sounds like you are getting people prepared to do a tough thing. And that's not a bad thing at all, but that helps define a little bit of the type of human that you're going to attract. It's going to be the human who says, you know what? I've had enough. I'm done with it. I want to go after something hard. This is really cool when you're going to do courses because you want to think about like often how much cognitive load to give people. Well, people who are desperate, you can give them a much larger cognitive load. When somebody is desperate for something and they're going to like go after a big fitness goal, they're going to be willing to be consistent with their dreams every single day. And if they have somebody who's ready to give them a kick in the rear and give them that sort of tough love. I think that's the type of connection you can start building with those type of people. Um, when it comes to courses, there's three things that are really important for helping people retain things. I made this model myself, so it's my handwriting. But cognitive load is one of them. If somebody is that desperate, you can do the whole thing. The first two weeks, it's going to be super hard. And then give them a ton of homework. You're setting the expectations for that with the way that you do things. And that's where I think that the niche for you is not necessarily whether it's male or female or the age group or what your business thing is. It's people who are ready to go after it hard. Does that seem like it aligns with the type of human that you would be willing to work with? Yeah, for sure. Because one, you have to, right? That the work is hard. So it's a, and I can't, you know, that's whether I can't help people who think that if this is going to be a quick fix or an easy thing. I'm writing a book the title of my book is literally called Do the Hard Thing. So I, I think that that, yes, clearly does play into uh, what I'm doing. I say that to say that it's going to be hard, mm -hmm. but not to say that it has to be torture. I think that that's a big misconception, right? Like I, you need to understand that there's going to be a lot of difficulty. There's going to be hard things. There. That doesn't mean that you have to hate the process. That doesn't mean that you're going to like, that, that it's going to be like pulling teeth because that, that goes in the opposite direction because then you'll never get it either. Right. Like, so it's, it's finding that, that balance. Cause if, it, if you, if you won't do any hard things, then obviously I can't help you. But if you think that like the way to success is to just torture yourself to it, that also isn't it because you're going to quit two weeks in and that won't help you either. So it's finding that sweet spot of like being willing to sit in that discomfort. But for me, if I could give you growth without discomfort, I would, but I can't. So this is where we're at.
No, it sounds perfect. It sounds like you're going to be the right connection for people who are looking for that type of program. And so build it around the things that are important to you and the way that you do it. And I think that's going to help you a lot with that whole niche. Because I'll tell you what, you know, like you said, I, I truly believe like if somebody wanted to learn something and if it was all about information, Google would be your competition. And we talked about that. You said that earlier. But information is not key. Content is not key. Connection is key. And if you're being who you are and providing the type of coaching that you can, and you're throwing out your program with those types of expectations, that's what people are going to expect when they get into it. And it's all going to be like their level of expectation for hard is going to meet your level of expectation for hard and discomfort. And I think you're going to be the right one that says, you know, it doesn't need to torture you. You're not needing to make up for all of your years of neglect by beating yourself up for a year. That doesn't work either. But uncomfortable and hard can be the thoughts that you've experienced and the feelings that you experienced and all it and as well as the physical thing or setting the goals that you like maybe you're self-sabotaging by setting your goals too high. Mm -hmm. I think once they get into that program, the discomfort might be setting a low goal. Right. Exactly. It feels like, well, what's the what's the point? Right. You know, like discomfort might be consistency for seven days in a row. Right. Perfect example. Right. Because exactly people go, oh like quitting isn't my thing. Like I do too much. Right. But it's like, well, follow that thread. Do too much until you burn out and you quit. Like, like, so it's like, even, even like, oh, it's like, I say, you say exactly setting two big goals. Why would that, like, I'm not quitting. I'm, I'm setting huge goals. And then you can't achieve them and you get discouraged and you quit. So it always boils down to this because if you didn't quit, then there would be nothing wrong with setting big goals. You would achieve a bunch of goals and you would have an amazing life. If you didn't quit, there'd be nothing wrong with being, with being uh, hyper productive. You would just get a lot of stuff done and you'd, make a bunch of money but most people it doesn't play out like that you know and they have to deal with their thoughts about why they're setting big goals right. or why they right. have to be so productive so that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> so um i i have kind of this idea for how the feel of your of your course ought to have in this personality are you kind of getting it too yeah for sure i mean this is this is definitely helpful but where i struggle is i think that if i can talk to someone like this, or this is why I have a podcast, right? People get it. Mm -hmm. What I, what I, what's hard for me is to communicate this, the, the, the value here mm -hmm. without an hour long conversation, because it's not click here to lose 20 pounds. It's not, you know, click here to make 10 K in, in 30 days, you know, the, the click beady stuff that we see. And again, I think that anyone that I talk to sees tremendous value in this when I'm able to talk to them like this. And that's been my disconnect of like, in my past, I've leaned on the health and fitness stuff because I have that expertise. So I've just kind of been like, I'm going to do a weight loss course and just kind of feed this stuff into them because I know that it's important, right? So it's like, I kind of like sell them like the weight loss, but it's then we're talking about all this mindset stuff and things like that. But I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to, as you said, find the people who are ready for this type of challenge, but I don't know how to communicate that or, or, or where to find that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That takes time. <laughs> it, it really does. When do you want to have your program ready? Like, what is your goal for you? Um, I'm in the midst of it. I'll probably be finished with it in the next six weeks or something like that. I'm doing a little traveling in between. I mean, I could launch it before it's ready. That's that, that's not a big deal. But yeah, like by the summer, I would love to be like running this with like a with like a small group. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of ways to do this, and um, I'm going to throw both ways out because I like both ways for different reasons and you can kind of choose what works best 
for your particular situation. Obviously, an iterative approach for me almost always works best, especially if you're still building your audience. And the iterative approach means that I'm going to throw out um, an idea and I'm going to work with people through it. I'm going to get the results because I'm going to put a lot in it. But I'm also going to get a lot out of working with these people. I'm going to get a lot out in terms of feedback. Where did I have to stumble through my wording a little bit? Where do I need to clarify what I'm saying? Are there activities that worked or didn't work? Are there systems that I need to put in place in order to have like accountability or goals or something like that? So the first time that you run this, you will probably either run it as a whole program or this is actually so much easier pick out one piece of it and do one piece as like a one-day workshop. And then you like, if your whole program is like 12 different pieces, 12 different segments, take out one segment and run it as a one-day workshop or a two-hour workshop with some people who are interested in giving you feedback. That, number one, builds audience and it builds some clarity around that particular piece. And you can take another piece and do the same thing. Again, building your audience. Maybe the people who went to the other one are also going to go on this one. So it kind of snowballs into a much larger thing, plus giving you practice, plus allowing you to get the feedback that you need from those audiences as you go. What do you think of an approach like that? Yeah, for sure. I definitely like that idea of doing kind of like little workshoppy things too, because yeah, this month, I mean, I do, I have it all broken up into like different thing so each you know each week is a different subsection of self-sabotage you know which could easily be its own just standalone webinar or you know master class or whatever to, to get some feedback would be super helpful yeah i actually love doing this because it's really really minimal preparation on your part now in an ideal world I would run uh, probably four or five iterations before i have my final evergreen hands-off type course right um, but each time in there, it would be more and more finalized as I went along. And then, um, you know, with a very clear instructional design element around the third or fourth iteration. But this, what this does is it allows you to build an audience and you can start with free workshops if you want, or you could start with paid workshops if you want. That way you're getting a little bit of money to invest in your workshops as you go. I'm looking at this as an eight week course, right? Are you saying like three or four times through the full eight weeks to like tweak, 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 tweak. And then as you're doing that, like now it's eventually it becomes a thing like, okay, this is something I'm confident as a standalone product that I can just have in my catalog. That's exactly what I'm thinking because it's very hands-on the first few iterations that you are making sure that everyone gets exactly the results and the connection from you that they need. Now, when you're at that finalized phase, you may be a recording at that point, but you've learned how to connect with your audience at that point. And the connection can feel very real at that point, assuming that your marketing is working, it's drawing in those people that are, you know, the type that are matched to your particular thing. But the iteration process kind of eliminates the guest factor on that too. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. But I do think that you need to move forward and embrace all these tough love type um, things. I know I'm putting like, it, like that sounds so cheesy, but that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of a, you, you are a very caring person. I can see a lot of the passion in you about why this is important to you and how like these self-sabotaging people are just keeping people stuck. And at the same time, there is this tough 
going at, you know, full force at it. I think all the passion that you have, you want all of the, your people to bring that same level of passion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love that. You know, that's, that's the type of people that it would be great to work with for sure. Yeah. And so I think this isn't for every human. I really think it's for the passionate human that's tired of self-sabotaging. My question is like, cause again, I've taken all the, the, the courses and the, you know, your, your, your sentence, I, I'm a blank who helps blank do blank is blank. You know, I know, I know that but one thing I've heard. And again, I'm, I, I, you know, I study marketing. I study a lot of this stuff, which, which makes sense to me, but I'm, I'm curious of your opinion is that when you're, when you're calling someone out by name, right? Like that, like by name, I mean like the group, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I help moms, I help entrepreneurs, I help executives that it shouldn't be a negative because people identify as a self-sabotager. I wouldn't say it that way. I would probably say, and of course, I'm not going to come with it in a few seconds. And I don't like the I help statements because I feel like they're so common. They don't really stand yeah. out anymore. Sure. But it would sure. be something like leading people who are ready for change into a bold new world or something along those lines. You know, it would be very positive and it yeah. would just have the I help in there and it would call these people out as something positive. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that's kind of what my thought was there. Like, I get that like self-sabotage is what I'm going for, but like, I don't think someone says like calling all C's, like calling all self-sabotagers that goes like, Ooh, that's me. You know, like I want to raise their hand for it. Yeah. Now I'm not a social media expert, but I have learned a lot about social media in the last two months or last two years. Um, I would say to do a lot of postings that are very unapologetically you, like very much like, you know what? you got to take responsibility for your life. And you know what? As long as it's some of everybody else's problems or the problems of your genes or the problems of, of this, as long as you're pointing fingers, you can't do anything about it. You can only do something about it when you decide it's up to me. Kind of like a rehash of that, but a, but better. Sure. The 2022 sure. version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I do that. I'm, I'm pretty active on social media. Like I'm trying to grow my small audience bigger. Like, like I said, that, that's my whole solopreneur thing. I have my figures and a little bit of everything. So I think this is the type of program that I would recommend to anybody who continues feeling themselves mired into where they are today and not seeing a lot of change. And you might have dreams that you've put on the shelf for 10, 15, 20 years, and you're just done with it. You're like sick of your own excuses and you're just ready to make a move. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. So that's what, you know, so the, the course is actually called like quit quitting and the tagline byline, I don't know what you would call it. It's yeah. like the proven system to, to building your purposeful, passionate life. And that's exactly it, right? That's exactly the person I'm looking for. Those people who are just like, oh, of course, like who wouldn't like to live their dream life, you know? But like, again, I live in the real world type, type of thing. It's like, no, like, I think we can get there. I like, I think that you just need a little bit of like a little bit of a, a mindset reset and, and we can, we can get you there. All right. So do you have any more questions for me? No, this is very helpful. I appreciate it. I, I got some clarity and I've taken some notes. But I do think that an iterative approach is very, very helpful for you. It allows you to get immediate traction on some things instead of having to wait to put it all together. And it lets you clarify your wording and kind of get the, the feel. I think what happens with a lot of course creators is they go into their own little space and they create the whole thing. If you just take just one portion out there and just go with like 40% of it complete, and then next time you do, you know, a, a, a different section, you go through all the different sections and then you go, okay, I'm going to string it through. I've got all the feedback on the different sections. So I'm going to string it through and watch your transitions, watch your opening and your closing, because that's going to be different. 
And then you're going to do that second iteration, but it's going to be all the way through. And that's going to be like your first class. And then you go through and you do it again. But every time you do it, it's a little bit better. And at some point when you're ready to like, okay, I'm close to finalizing it, then bring in, if you can, if you can afford it, an instructional designer like me, bring in a, a visual designer who can make sure all of your things that you're passing out to people, you know, look on brand and look great. And this is one reason why it's good to charge for the earlier iterations, because now you can pay for this stuff. So when you create a course, it is, you've already got an audience built, you've already built it with your audience, and it is something that you know is going to work because it has worked. You already have testimonials. Right. I'm going to do it like exactly that. Just start to get some testimonials and get feedback and start to make small small tweaks over time and, and start to put pieces out there and, and get feedback as I go. And don't be afraid to do big tweaks in the first couple of iterations. Like try doing something that's really crazy and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you can always come back a little bit, but you can try something that's Okay, so one of the craziest things I ever did was hired three actors to come in and drop people into a simulation they didn't realize they were going to be in. We ended up doing it and it worked out. It required a lot of planning and a lot of like as many people in the class as we had almost managing the whole, you know, simulation. But it was so profoundly impactful that it was worth keeping everybody in there. This particular class was also very transformational and we wanted people to have that epiphany moment. And so what does it take to make that epiphany moment? Thinking about what does it take for somebody to say, oh my God, I'm never going to do that again. You know, can you build that in your class so that they can have that together? That's what I was in the middle of building in this, in this particular class. And that's why it was worth doing such a crazy thing. I think you're right. I've made be just, and again, it's, that's the whole point of iterating and like being okay with, <laughs> with trying and failing and tweaking. And it's funny because that's what I teach about literally again, week two is being okay with failure, right? That's an, Absolutely. the whole first two weeks are one week. One is this is going to be hard. This is going to suck. You're going to want to quit. Week two is you have to be okay with failure because you're going to fail. And that's a part of it. And you should lean into failure because that shows you that you're, you're trying hard and that you're, you're growing, you know? I am totally the same philosophy. I believe that if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Right. You haven't put you, if you're staying, if you're never failing, then you're not setting your goals high enough. That's the opposite of setting your goals too high. You know, right. you're staying too safe. Right. I believe you should, yeah. like, don't go crazy with everything. You don't have to like, right. 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 an hour in the traffic, you know, but, you know, be crazy where it really matters and try something different. And if, especially if you're trying to do something that's life-changing, it sounds like you're going to try and attract, um, you will end up attracting people who are desperate for that last thing. Like they've given up on themselves for so long. How do you shake them out of that thought? Like, how do you make them see the, the cost of giving up on themselves? It, it might be worth just thinking about that for a while and say, how can I make that real for them? I saw one video where a woman, she went over to somebody's house and she had a picture, unbeknownst to the person that she sat down with, she had a picture of that same person as a little girl. And so they sat on the couch and they talked about how difficult their life is. And she brought the picture out and she's like, well, what do you, what would you say to this little girl? You know, you're being pretty hard on yourself. What would you say to her? And tears and waterworks. Because you would never say that to your child version of yourself. Right. You wouldn't say that to that version of yourself. And so, like, 
it doesn't have to be that particular activity, but something that makes them recognize where that self-sabotage is and how cruel they might be to themselves and how they're not being their best cheerleader and not believing in themselves. I'm going to brainstorm on it a bit. It's been awesome talking to you. I love the idea of, you know, not quitting, being part of the happiness. So, Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Have a beautiful day. I really hope you enjoyed today's interview with Paul. We learned a lot about making transformational content. We learned a lot about how to hone your avatar when it's maybe not so obvious. His is clearly a little bit of a challenge because it doesn't fall into the moms or the solopreneurs or any of those other types of categories that are so easy. For him, he's looking for humans who are ready to make a big change and are ready to hit it hard. And for those people, that are like that, he is a perfect coach. All right, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Be sure to check out Kate's page and her podcast, and the links to all of that stuff is in the show notes. So as I said in the beginning, I have a special free gift for you. And that gift is I'm going to give you my quit quitting masterclass on how to avoid the five human tendencies that lead to self-sabotage. This is the exact 45-minute video that I give to all of my paying clients to get them started on the road to ending self-sabotage. The link is in the bio, and it's yours to keep forever. And as another bonus, if you're as fired up by that conversation as I was, if you listen to it and you're thinking, wow, that course seems like exactly what I need, I'm ready to get unstuck and get out of my own way, then when you click that link and get that free video, You'll also get an option to join the waitlist for the next iteration of the course before it's open to the general public. So if you're ready to quit quitting on yourself, to break out of your cycles of self-sabotage, and to build your purposeful, passionate life, then don't wait. Take advantage of these amazing resources. Click the link in the bio and let's get started.